0: Welcome to His Word Heals. You can also visit us online at www.hiswordheals.com. Today we're going to continue our talk about the churches of Revelation. We're going to start with a clip from the end of last week's program regarding the church of Ephesus, and then we're going to read some highlights out of the book of Ephesians, which is written to those believers in Ephesus, after which we'll also move on to the church of Philadelphia and compare the two, and then we'll move from there to the church of Smyrna if we have time. This will be the second in a series of programs regarding the churches or assemblies of Revelation. So now for the seven churches, starting in chapter 2, verse 1, let's pay close attention to the church of Ephesus, what is told to them. So to the angel or the messenger of the church of Ephesus write, These things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. I know your works and your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars. And you have persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. Nevertheless, I have this against you." that you have left your first love remember therefore from where you have fallen repent and do the first works or else i will come quickly to you and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent but this you have that you hate the deeds of the nicolaitans which i also hate He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches or assemblies. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of Elohim. Could the church of Ephesus be representative, or at least the message to the church of Ephesus be representative of a message to the end times, Hebrew roots, Messianics, whatever you would like to call us? Consider, most, if not all of us, were saved in the Christian church. We fell in love with Yeshua in the Christian church. Even though it was through a message of Christmas and Easter and baby Jesus, we did, and even some of our kids first found Yeshua as Jesus. We fell in love with him and with his salvation and his mercy, and we were very merciful at that time as well. Then we were called out of the church and our eyes were open to his Torah. And some of us may have become what I've heard called as Torah Nazis. We started thinking, we've got it all figured out. It's our way or the highway. It's our understanding or you're wrong. Okay, now let's move on to the book of Ephesians. And I'm going to read some highlights there. And as I read, please consider how he may be talking to us in the end of days As part of the church of Ephesus, perhaps those who have come out of Christianity and gone back to the Torah, but maybe have lost our first love. Let's listen to the admonition and the instructions in the book of Ephesians to the believers of Ephesus. Starting in chapter 1 verse 4, he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Yeshua Messiah to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood and forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us. In all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, in the end of times, he might gather together in one all things in Messiah." both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Messiah should be to the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. And many of us question why us, out of all of our families and all of our congregations, why did he choose us? Just because he chose us. He wanted to, and he has predestined us to come to the knowledge of the Torah and come out of paganism, but it's not of ourselves. It's because He chose us. He brought us out. He opened our eyes. Continuing on in verse 15, "...therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Master Yeshua and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers." that the Elohim of our Master Yeshua Messiah, the Father of glory, may give you, give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. And we can see here, he starts out about the love of the saints, telling us about our love and how we were brought out by Him, and how we were blessed by Him and through His grace. And the book of Revelation to the Ephesians, to Ephesus, is admonishing them for falling away from their first love, for losing the love that they had when they first started out, or that we had. Skipping down to chapter 2, verse 1. And you He made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. We were dead before we found Yeshua in the church, in the Christian church, in Christmas, in Easter. Even those those were all pagan infiltrations into the church. We were made alive when we heard the message of Yeshua, even though we knew him as Jesus then Of his great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in trespasses made us alive together with Messiah. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Messiah Yeshua, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in His kindness toward us in Yeshua Messiah. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of Elohim, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Messiah Yeshua for good works which Elohim prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. So our works, the Torah, did not save us, and the Torah cannot save us. But we were saved, we were created in Christ Yeshua, we were created in Messiah Yeshua for good works. So once we are saved, then we are to move on to good works, but we are not saved by good works. And we will see that all seven churches in the book of Revelation, are told by Yeshua Messiah, I know your works. So works are important. The Torah is important. It's not thrown out. However, we cannot boast that, oh, now we've come out of paganism, now we know the Torah, now we're so great. No, it was by His grace and His mercy that we were saved and have been saved for good works, but not by good works. We are saved by His grace and His mercy. Moving on, verse 11. Therefore, remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands, that at that time you were without Messiah, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without Elohim in the world. But now in Messiah Yeshua, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Messiah. So we were not brought near... When we found out about Torah, we were not brought near when we uh, came out of paganism. We were brought near when we found out about the blood of Yeshua Messiah through his grace. And then he chose us before the beginning of time to be those that our eyes would be opened by him and that we would come out of all of that and accept Torah, and we would be brought out for good works, but not by good works. And a quick disclaimer here, yes, of course, we know that Yeshua is Yahweh's word, or his Torah made flesh, and Yeshua did save us, but it's actually not necessarily the Torah that saved us, but it's the fact that He put His own life on that cross, on that stake. He died for us. The Torah made flesh, Yeshua Messiah died for us and was resurrected that we could be resurrected in newness of life once we believe in Him. So that is what saved us is His death on the cross for us in our place and His resurrection, and we are raised to to newness of life, raised two good works, which means following the Torah now. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation between Jew and Gentile having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is, the law of commandments, contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace. So Jews also need to come out of Judaism and be brought out in their eyes opened to Yeshua Messiah and his salvation." and that he might reconcile them both to Elohim in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were afar off and those who were near, Gentile and Jew. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints or chosen ones, and members of the household of Elohim, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Yeshua Messiah himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in Yahweh, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of Elohim in the Spirit. Skipping to chapter 3 verse 14, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Master Yeshua Messiah, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that He would grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with might through His Spirit in the inner man, that Messiah may dwell in your hearts through faith that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of Messiah, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of Elohim." Now to Him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, to Him be glory in the assembly by Yeshua Messiah to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Chapter 4, verse 1, I, therefore, the prisoner of Yahweh, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling." One Master, Adonai, one faith, one baptism, one Elohim and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Skipping to verse 11, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Messiah, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of Elohim to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Messiah, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Messiah, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causing growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. This seems to be a theme, of course, throughout the book of Ephesians, this love. We are to do it all in love for him and in all humbleness, not being haughty, thinking that we have arrived and that we know more than those who may not be where we are yet. Now pay attention here. This is, of course, where it is also understood that we are not just to walk in love, allowing everything and anyone that wants to do everything that God says not to do into our assemblies. No, once we are born again in Yeshua Messiah through his love, we are to love one another, but we are also supposed to walk according to his his instructions, and we are to tell the truth to others, not lie, thinking that it's loving to let people continue in uncleanness and abomination. Verse 17, this I say therefore and testify in Adonai, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of Elohim because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned, Messiah, if indeed you have heard Him and have been taught by Him as the truth is in Yeshua that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to Elohim in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath nor give place to the devil let him who stole steal no longer but rather let him labor working with his hands what is good that he may have something to give him who has need let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of Elohim by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as Elohim in Messiah forgave you. So these are the good works that we are saved for to do once we are saved, and these are the works that will that Yeshua is looking for and admonishing for, along with other things such as idolatry and fornication, in the message to the churches or assemblies of Revelation. Chapter 5, Therefore be imitators of Elohim as dear children and walk in love. Everything is leading to love. All of our good works and casting out of evilness is leading to love one another with a true love, not a false love. And walk in love, as Messiah also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to Elohim for a sweet-smelling aroma. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you, as is fitting for the saints or chosen ones, neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no fornicator unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Messiah and Elohim. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of Elohim comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not be partakers with them. For you were once in darkness, but now you are light in the world." Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to Yahweh. So finding out what is acceptable to Yahweh. Where do we find that out from? From the Torah. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. And we are to expose them in love it is actually loving to steer people to yeshua messiah that they can be cleansed of all uncleanness and that they can walk upright in his torah as well once they accept the cleansing forgiveness of his blood and sacrifice made for them as for us so sadly the idea of love that has entered mainstream christianity many times today is that we live and let live live pe- let people live however they want to that it's not loving to tell them they tell them that what they're learning in schools and what they're believing is a lie but that actually is loving it is loving to steer them toward their savior that is the love that we have left is the fact that we need to humble ourselves And go speak of the love of Messiah to those who are hurting and in need of the truth and in need of love. But we are to do it in a loving and gentle manner, just as he was gentle and patient with us. We need to be gentle and patient with those who may now just be learning about Yeshua Messiah or may now just be coming out of paganism. We don't need to take the stick of Torah and crack them over the head and tell them, what we think they need to do to follow Torah. We just need to teach them what Torah says and let them pray and their relationship with their Messiah, once they have accepted Yeshua as Lord and Savior, let their relationship advance in His timing according to His will as we gently disciple them. Now, as watchmen and women, there may be a place for the stick of Torah for us to share with others, but that would be with those who are perpetrating the lies, those who are coming in and purposefully deceiving believers in Yeshua, deceiving the churches, and teaching our children to become abominable before Yahweh, teaching our children lies. Those are the people that we need to speak to with the authority and stick of the Torah toward and warn them away from the damnation that is coming upon them for corrupting our children and our society, if they don't also repent and come to the saving knowledge of Yeshua Messiah. Our first love should be seeing others come to know Yeshua Messiah as Savior, just as we did. Revelation 2, 5 to the church of Ephesus. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. Yeshua is our first love. He loved us first. When we were very unlovable ourselves, the first works we are called to is spreading his love by spreading the good news of his love and his sacrifice to all mankind. He chose us through grace and mercy, which we need to then show to others. Now I'll just read the closing two verses of the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verses 23 and 24. Peace to the brethren and love with faith from Elohim the Father and the Master or Adonai, Yeshua Messiah. Grace be with all those who love our Master Adonai, Yeshua Messiah, in sincerity. Amen. Now we're going to end this program with a quick look at... The Faithful Church, the Church of Philadelphia, which we will go into a much more detailed look at in next week's program, Revelation chapter 3, starting in verse 7. And to the angel of the church of Philadelphia, write, These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens. I know your works, which is what he tells every one of the churches. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door. So they evidently have good works and no one can shut it for you have a little strength have kept my word, and have not denied my name. Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet, and to know that I have loved you, because you have kept my command to persevere. I also will keep you from the hour of trial, or tribulation, or testing, which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have, that no one may take your crown. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my Elohim, and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my Elohim, and the name of the city of my Elohim, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my Elohim, and I will write on him my new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches or assemblies." Compare that message to the message of the Church of Ephesus. Evidently, the Church of Philadelphia has good works. Nothing bad was said about them. The Church of Ephesus also had good works, and those good works were listed. The only thing bad said about the church of Ephesus was that they had left or that we have left our first love. Remember, therefore, from where we have fallen, repent and do the first works. This was not told to the church of Philadelphia. And as we'll see in next week's program, the name Philadelphia is actually a Greek word that is used in other places in scripture and means brotherly love, which is what the church at Ephesus is reprimanded for not having blessings and shalom to all of you and everyone in your home